0: I'm Lindsay from Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable
1: six-figure farms they are today. Join us as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. I promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your toolbox filled with tips you can implement at any stage in your farming journey.
0: Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers.
1: All right, tulip time. Yeah, the dirt on tulips.
0: Yes. We've been talking about tulips for a long time, it feels like, because, you know, in flower farming, we're always planning when your crop is blooming, that should be the time you're like ordering it for next year. Yeah. Maybe even sooner. So we did a lot of things similar this year with our tulips and we're always like every year it's like trying to, you know, figure out, crack the code on tulips because they can be such an incredibly like profitable crop if you do them right. Or they could be like a complete money sinkhole Yeah, (laughs) if they don't produce. And they're just like, for us, it's like our customers are ready and waiting for something. Like once spring hits, they're like, They want something fresh and they're looking to us for that. And tulips like really meets that need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with this episode, what we want to cover is just everything tulips. We want to talk about how we grow them, why we grow them, how we Mm -hmm. sell them, our favorite varieties. And then looking at, like you're saying too, they're an expensive crop. Like they are expensive. And I think we'll get into this, but I had some shifts last year with how we're planting them, which there's been some wins and some not so Mm -hmm. great wins, but you want to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So we are in season with tulips, Mm -hmm. which is a great time of this, but let's talk about how we grow tulips on our farm. So how are you doing it versus how I did it?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly, this is like our sixth year. We've almost given up on them. So we have, we've tried to grow them a million different ways in crates, in a trench, you know, trenching them, which is a pretty common way to do it. And this year I was inspired by a no-till tulips, which is essentially like setting the tulips on top of the ground because we're constantly like having to dig bulbs out and it was such a pain in the butt. So we did it a little bit different and created kind of in our high tunnels, did a raised bed where we planted on top of the soil instead of digging a trench and then we added compost on top. So I we have really heavy clay soil here. So we were running into like when we would yank the tulip, the bulb would stay in the ground, which creates a problem for a multitude of, of various reasons. But and it's so far it has been great. Now my field tulips are not blooming yet. So this is April 5th in my zone 6A, 6B. We're, Our high tonal ones are just now getting started, which is
1: actually a little late for us compared to last year. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, Yeah. we're right now. So technically, well, in the past, we've had our CSA starting this week and we are, we're not going to start until about the 16th, I think is the 15th Mm -hmm. is going to be our first, which is late for us. So Mm -hmm. I kind of thought we were on track with last year, but it seems like we're about a week, week and a half late.
0: Yes, us too. I know. So you did the same, like created. So, I mean, we did it on the cheap, you know, we just took like yeah. extra wood that we had. I think Judd, who is my husband, he uses like rebar just to like, you know, yeah, like so steady the boards. Yeah. And yeah. And we them and it, it worked great. And we just, so typically we have a huge compost expense, you know, in the spring. So this fall when we planted the tulips, we actually ordered our compost in then and just threw compost on top of them. Yeah. And
1: I feel like that's been, that's been good it's been good. It's definitely easy to pull the bulbs. So that's what we've done in the past. We've basically, we haven't done crates, but we typically, we dig trenches. And then this year, same thing. I saw the whole no-till and the effort to dig them, dig the trenches, plant them, cover them up. It's so much work. And then to pull it, the bulbs are snapping, they're super dirty. We're going through the washing process. And so I had some concerns because I went all in with Mm no-till planting tulips this year and we did it on the cheap too. So we did Mm -hmm just uh, plywood. And then we used mm-hmm. rebar just to kind of hold it in. Basically it was yep. just to keep the six inches of compost on top. Yeah. That's what we did. I was kind of flipping through my phone here, trying to find those measurements for the compost, the amounts of compost we use. But so basically we got them planted very quick, much quicker. The labor reduction, you know, the costs and labor reduction was huge for us. And then mm-hmm. now to pull them, like, are you noticing the same thing? Just yes. like so much easier. We're not even hosing, we're not even hosing them Me, off. We're not either. Which no. is huge. That is huge.
0: And yeah. I always felt like it was just like, so it's just a mess with the tulips. I mean, harvesting them just created, it was so much mud and then you're rinsing them and it was just a total pain. So now like the compost, I mean, we obviously we watered them, but the compost is like kind of like a drier, like mul- ours was like a little mulchy this year, Yeah, which I think really helped. And so we're pulling them, we're not even rinsing them. And I can probably count on one hand how many have pulled without a bulb.
1: Yeah. We actually had a particular variety and I was going to make an, I made a note on Mm -hmm. that. We had one variety that snapped and it was pretty apricot beauty. And it was the only one that we harvested that pulled off, like the bulbs pulled before the rest of them. Yeah. It was was the same thing. My concerns with going to the no-till, of course, there was voles or mole, you know, voles going to get it. Yes was the compost going to be too hot just because the Mm -hmm. compost breaking down is always producing heat. So that was one concern. Yeah. But you and I also bought different from different suppliers, Mm -hmm. right? Our bulbs. And then you did Mm pre-chilled and I did not. So we're noticing some differences on that.
0: Yeah. So I think maybe it was like two years ago because we've had – this is like – maybe our second or third year where I felt like our tulips were really good. We had, my supplier had mentioned to me, I just thought it was an upsell at the time because (laughs) it is like a little bit more expensive just by a couple of cents. At least I used to order through Glockner, which is now Ball. So, and they had said, hey, like if you're having trouble with short tulips, they're generally, this is like a very generalized statement, They're not getting enough cooling period in order to have the stem length that they need. So they need to be cooler for longer. So they recommended that I do the pre-chilled bulbs. I've done five degree cooling. Ball offers five degree cooling and nine degree. I've done both and I really haven't seen any difference. The nine degree is like a little less expensive than the five. So essentially the bulbs are just pre-chilled so that they are getting that cool treatment. So when you plant them in your ground, they really only need maybe like three to four weeks of, as opposed to like any eight to 12 that they might need if they were not pre-chilled. Right. So it does give them like a little bit of a leg up that way. And I really felt like once we did that, I felt like there were no tulips that were too short. Like I've literally had like six-inch tulips.
1: Yeah, well, that's the- where I'm <laughs> – Yep, so. and that's where I'm at right now. So some of these varieties where I didn't do pre-chilled, I've not done those before. Mm-hmm. So I purchased from Leo Burby with from Marjolin and uh, just actually had a conversation with her a couple of days ago about it because I've got some concerns with, which this is the first time mm-hmm. I've actually planted tulips in the high tunnel. You've done them in the past, right? Yes. In the high tunnel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So first time for us doing them in the high tunnel. So I think we, we definitely have some shorter stems Mm-hmm. saleable, right? We yeah. use a lot of jars and things like that, but for, you know, industry standards are definitely short, you know, some changes that, that we're definitely going to make for next year is we are going to get pre-chilled bulbs from mm. Margolin. So they actually chill them there. They don't charge to chill. So there's no price difference That's in awesome. that. Yeah. They yes. do everything to um, five degree. And mm. so We typically plant, like we all, we got these in the ground, I want to say in October, late October. So we're going to probably push those like the greenhouse ones until around Thanksgiving. So we're going to push them Mm -hmm. a little bit later just because they're going to come in pre-chilled. Yes. And another thing I think is an issue with that one, probably the heat of the compost and then Mm -hmm. just having fluctuating days where the greenhouse can get pretty hot pretty quick, even when it's cold out. So is we're going to actually put shade cloth over top Mm -hmm. of them next year just like in the tunnel to kind of help cool it down also to give it some of that stretch so i think it'll Mm -hmm. make a difference i'm not disappointed with what we got we just definitely have some shorter stems in there right now yeah we do too i know you mentioned orca was short yeah it's Orca. Yeah, yeah orca is
0: like always short shorter I feel like so. I mean, I do think, you know, something that we do as the flower farmer is always like weeding out which were the great ones and which ones were the ones. I love orca. I love the color of orca and I'll still grow it because I think it's pretty. Yeah. But it is a little bit on the shorter side. So I think, you know, some varieties tend to be a little taller than others. My impression series tulips are like they're legit. Bonkers. (laughs) (laughs) they're like three foot tall and it's almost it's like too much i mean the leaves are huge on them yeah they're almost too much but i mean impression series perfect tulip a good beginner tulip they're beautiful
1: yeah because they give you that stem length without even having to do the pre-chilled side yeah (laughs) that was a We went through, I know we, I pulled our first tool up out of the high tunnel was on the 20th of March and it was, um, Foxtrot and it was still, it was on the shorter side. So I kind of knew it was going to go that route, but yeah, same thing. We, I've just been kind of, as they've been coming up, making notes of like what makes the cut and then maybe concentrating on not those specialty varieties that are short anyway, um, inside the high tunnel. So just kind of pushing them out. But
0: yeah, and I think like as our farms have grown, you get more confidence. Like four years ago, I would have just been completely devastated by shorter tulips. Now I'm like, okay, like how can we sell these? Yeah, (laughs) you know, you just become more creative and you like and you push it a little bit more. And really, I mean, our customers, at least ours, are are so forgiving. Like they don't know. We're we do a lot of retail, so they're not like oh these are too short for me. You know, generally they're trimming them down to get them in their vase. So I think if you're creative too with the marketing of those, that you can figure it out.
1: Yeah, and we saved you- actually some of those back where we're gonna we know we're gonna use them for Mother's Day sales, and we're gonna mm-hmm. dry we dry store them. So yeah, some of those just like you say, kind of getting creative about how you use it. And the tulip stretches when it's in the vase anyway, so yes. it's going to continue to stretch and grow. So yes. it's really not that big big of a deal. But, yeah, when did you guys plant? You guys got it later, right? Yeah.
0: There were some delays this year. So we got ours, I think, the very last week of October. So we planted them the first week of November, which is actually a little bit late for us. But we got it
1: done. It was cold. But we didn't. So... On that, just I wanted to loop mm-hmm. back on that compost. So when you're figuring how much compost to use, yes, we just turned our compost. So just as a side note, farming note, mm-hmm. we're trying to go away from compost um, unless mm-hmm. our soil testing says we really need it. Um, we're moving to cover crop, which I think you guys do mm-hmm. a lot of cover cropping yes. too. So mm-hmm. compost expense, I wanted to look at like, how much is this going to cost me? you know? And so mm-hmm. a quick way to figure your Your compost is to one cubic yard covers 54 square feet at six inches deep. So (gasps) if you're taking your bed measurement, you're looking at a, for example, a four by 120 foot bed, so four feet wide, 120 Mm -hmm. feet, 480 square feet, and then you're taking 480 divided by 54 is going to give you Mm -hmm. nine cubic yards of compost. So just for reference, if people want to take that math and kind of look, what is their cost going to be in it? You know, we use Tractor, but you could easily Mm -hmm. do it by hand. Yes. You know, very easy, and it goes very quick. Comparative, yes. And a
0: a note on the compost too. So like, I mean, when we first started, our soil soil was just not that great. So we did invest a lot in compost, but now we're finding – with our soil test that our greenhouses have a ton of organic matter. Yeah. Like they're doing great that way. Cause we've always thought that was like the most profitable area. So we always invested the compost there. And I think now we're getting to the point where we're not needing it as much. So, I mean, next year I know Judd and I have been talking about it. It's like, do we split, the compost between like half compost half of like a garden soil Mm -hmm. and then we'll mix them so that I'm still getting like the air in the soil compared to our clay soil just trying to like even save like one more step further because we're not finding now that the farm has is more mature I guess is the best way to say it and has more of that established organic matter it's like do we need the compost expense the way that we used to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we, same for us as far as the, but we actually have sand. So we're on a totally different end of the spectrum with you guys. So (laughs) we're trying to, yeah, same with us, different cover crops to kind of figure that out. One note with regards to tulips and compost is making Mm -hmm. sure that if you purchase a compost, that it's not too hot, which just means Mm -hmm. not too green where, you know, straight horse manure, it really needs to Mm -hmm. be compost, aged compost. So, you know, even, even if it's just leaf compost or, you know, you're using mushroom compost, there's no wrong compost to use, but some just do put off a little bit more heat than others, which is going to, mm-hmm. in return, make for some shorter tulips potentially. Yes. So just keep yeah. that in mind when you're doing that.
0: Yeah. But So your greenhouse ones are blooming now, right, Lens?
1: Yeah. Yep. They're blooming now. Do, do you um, have any field ones growing? Yeah. We have field. Yeah. we put, mm-hmm. actually put the majority of them out in the field this year. We've got mm-hmm. a few started that are starting to pop kind of out in the field. And mm-hmm. we had a new one this year that I really liked that was purple crystal and it's oh. bloomed out. It's got fringe tulip. Yeah. It's a good one. Oh, I love, I love the fringe one. I do too. I did, Last year was the Me first too. year I had them. I got them as a substitute, but I loved it. And so we ordered cute. some more. Yeah, um, and I yeah. think our customers like them because they they like the parrots and all the different ones. Yes, it's just starting to come on. Purple Pride was another one mm-hmm. that's been out in the field that's doing that's doing well for us. But again, they do seem like they're about a week week or so behind.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. And so, like when we plant in our greenhouse and then in our field, we base so we have like a we have a subscription that's tulip. And it goes for four weeks. So I really do feel like we harvest tulips for about four weeks. And when you're talking about Mother's Day, it is like so nice to have tulips because generally we're having like ranunculus, anemone, and then we're always like trying
1: to find extra things. And tulips are like the perfect add-in. Yep. I'm going to talk about the harvesting, you know, te- yeah. uh, techniques and storage. So harvesting in the past with you know, if somebody's still using the trench method, you know, we used a digging fork. We went through yes. and cut the, bul- you know, we actually were storing bulb on in the cooler upright. It was a mess. It was, yes. it was one of those processes on the farm where I'm like, there has to be an easier way to do this. Like has to be, you know, Yeah. when your girls are threatening to quit over tulip season, (laughs) digging, planting tulips, digging tulips. Yeah. So that was switching, you know, switching that over to how we're harvesting now talking about storage. I think we do this the same and you've guided me on this too, because I was storing with the bulb on. So we are dry storing tulips. And we're keeping them for about up to a month. I did read a blog post. Uh, I think Jenny Love was talking. She actually has stored some for a June wedding before. And she's similar zone to us. Yeah, Yeah, I know. So it's like (laughs) they really are more forgiving than we we think they are. So dry storage, again, I'm not washing mine either because that compost is actually pretty dry. I did pull some today for the first time in the field and they were a little... Like the compost, it came off pretty easily, but Mm -hmm. I could see where those might get washed, snap the bulb off. And then we're storing them in about 20, about 20 Mm -hmm. to 25 in a bunch is how we're Mm -hmm. doing it. And then we just happen to have extra craft paper. So we're rolling them in the craft paper and then marking how many are in the bunch, the date we dry store them, rolling them tight, and then storing them in the cooler, like about 34 to 36 degrees, right? Is that how you guys are doing it? Yeah.
0: I think the cooler, the better. I know I read the same thing with Jenny and she's like, hey, like a little bit above freezing, you know, and trying, trying your best, which I know it's so hard, but limiting yeah. the in and out of the cooler. So like the temperature fluctuations. Now, I don't, I'm not really saving mine for June. If I hit Mother's yeah. Day with tulips, like I'm pretty much done. Yeah. I'm happy to like never see another tulip <laughs> for yeah. another year at that point. <laughs> so it's just... They're really invaluable when it comes to Mother's Day. And I think storing them is the perfect way to do it. So we've stored with the bulb on. We've stored with the bulb off. And last year, we because we were pulling tulips and the bulbs kept snapping because of our soil when we trenched, we were kind of, like, pushed into storing mm-hmm. them without the bulb. Let me tell you, it, it is frightening. Because you will pick it up is. a <laughs> tulip. Like, I mean, I had employees... Looking at me like, there is no way in hell that this thing yeah. is going to live. They're like, absolutely not. It's like literally like limped over the side of the bucket. And I'm like, just, okay, have faith. We're just going to test it. That's that's how I said, hey, yeah. we're just going to test it. So what we did was we, and I, I know people hold them in hydrating solution and stuff. We didn't even use hydrating solution at the time. We put them back in water and they were completely limp. I'm like, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I loved your reel today because it's so true. It's like, yeah. it is so terrifying. You're like, whoop. And you're like, okay, this tool, there's no way this tulip has any life in it. But if we just hydrate them overnight, they could not believe it in the morning. I'm like, hey, guys, you better go check out the cooler and see what's in there for you. And these tulips were like standing straight up. I mean, they're so yeah. forgiving. They're so resilient. Yeah. So I think, and if you can do it without the bulb, it's a lot easier. And you can store so, so many more in a crate.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's where we were. And I also was, you know, I'm forget the name is the technical term is slipping me where they bend towards the light. So I was under the impression they needed to be upright. So we're storing in like five gallon buckets upright with the bulb on. I mean, you want to talk? Yeah. So it was like, yeah. So challenging that thought I think is what's so good with farming too where you're just like okay we need to like do this a different yeah, way. it. Um, so yes, yeah, switching to dry storage and like you said Mother's Day it's like getting mm-hmm. them to that point beyond that I don't care if I see them because yes. Mother's Day for us is the biggest weekend of all year. Yes. Same here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So And I think so you mentioned wrapping them in brown craft. We use brown craft or newspaper but I really do think that's an important piece. Because mm-hmm. they are, do get floppy. They do need the structure of being like tightly wrapped because we've like put them in the cooler just like without being wrapped. And then they're like, you're pulling them out and they're like a, a mess. And I, I really do think, yes. <laughs> so I really do think, you know, wrapping them is an important piece that really shouldn't be skipped.
1: Yeah. And also to note on that, when you're rehydrating it, keeping them in the wrap. So yes. that it's you know they have some structure when they're rehydrating for themselves you know yep. to so they're not just like bending over the bucket because they will stay kind of bent that way so yes
0: so like yeah. tomorrow we're gonna be packaging tulips for our Thursday subscription pickup today's Tuesday tomorrow we're gonna put the tulips together for Thursday and so we took out all of our tulips out of dry storage and have them in a bucket pre wrapped just rehydrating so that we can bunch them tomorrow in our sleeve and everything and then they're ready to go to customers so it does take like a little bit of forethought from yeah. at least at our farm to say, like, okay so like basically two days ahead of time we're going to get them hydrated and happy in the cooler and then we're going to bunch and then they see customers
1: Yeah. And I think I got the question today actually on my reel was why can't you just store them in water in the cooler and they'll just continue to open. So like you just, you really need to dry store them. It just kind of stops that process of them continuing to open up. So yeah, you, you would just really diminish the base life if you were storing them in there that way. But another important thing, I know you and Lynn's we were FaceTiming on Saturday about
0: tulip stage of harvest. Oh yes. So I feel like that's an important piece, too, with storage is like, you know, once they have opened in the high tunnel or in the field, they're kind of past the point where you can dry store. So generally, and I've been we have a new employee starting this week, so I've been training them on pulling tulips. I like to have like most of the bud colored, like a full colored Mm -hmm. bud for the most part. Um, It can be at like 75% or so, but I really do like finding that sweet spot with the right harvest stage will help them stay longer and better. And your customers are going to have a better experience with them too
1: if they are harvested at the right stage. We may be able to drop some in the show notes for Mm -hmm. us to to show some pictures because I think that's a hard one to see. I mean, I was messaging Shannon about it and just saying like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think Mm -hmm. about this? And also, you know, it is just a matter sometimes of a couple of hours before they're ready. It's like peonies, you know. It's like her husband said, "Go get a drink of water (laughs) and come (laughs) back; (laughs) it'll be ready." It's like okay, so so yeah, you just uh, it is. It is on our farm.
0: We're we're touching them in the morning, and then in the afternoon after lunch, we're going back out. So yep, and that is to try and catch them at the right stage. They do need that level of attention. So.
1: That's an important piece. And I think we're going to, I know, not Mm -hmm. I think, we Mm -hmm. are going to include a list of our favorite tulip varieties, our best sellers on our farm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to drop that in the show notes where you can get those. We're going to also talk about, we're going to give you a list of our suppliers of who we use Mm -hmm. and how you can get them. We already have our order in for next year. We do. Holy cow. (laughs) Actually, when I said I talked to Marjola, it was one of those things that was like, the suppliers aren't driving this. The flower farmers are driving the sales in this early tulip (laughs) sales because the customer's asking for it. You know, so that was one thing she said that's like, it isn't them saying hurry up and order. It's the rest of everybody that's that's (laughs) out there ordering. So yeah, definitely you're not too late. Don't feel panicked. No, absolutely not. No. If you're just hearing this and you haven't got your order in, Mm -hmm. don't panic. But But yeah, I would do do do. it like now. I would yeah, just get it, it. It's a nice yeah, but you should have done it <laughs> like two weeks ago. No, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But we, I really like the going through my order, getting my initial order in, and then making some tweaks off of stuff. I feel like, I'm definitely gonna make some cuts of some ones that I'm like, I'm not gonna do as many of yes. those next year. So yeah, or more of this. You know, yes. Columbus is one that I always grow a ton of. I and
0: know, love
1: and I actually didn't get Columbus this year. Oh, I'll I
0: send know.
1: you one. It's I'll send very you a sad. Couple
0: it is sad. That's yeah. one of my and it was just like the supplier couldn't supply it, so
1: I'm definitely missing Columbus this year.
0: So I made sure it was on my list, but it's a beauty.
1: Yeah, I love it. So, mm-hmm. well yeah, we'll drop it in the show notes if you haven't already subscribed to yes. our podcast. Mm-hmm. Every 2 weeks, we're going to be coming at you with some
0: yep, some good info, flower farming, marketing.
1: Yeah, follow us at Instagram the dirt on flowers. Yeah, so we're we're just getting up and running every 2 weeks. Yeah, we're going to be hitting all different goodies as the season. Hopefully trying to keep things relevant and talk about things when they're in the season to kind of give you some actionable steps, you know, that you can implement on your on your farm right now. So, thanks for joining us and Yeah. Absolutely. It was, it was fun. good. I loved We only spent an hour. We only spent an hour before this podcast <laughs> trying to figure out how to hear each other. So, we're learning. <laughs>
0: You're right We're learners. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> thank right. you. Yeah, thank you Thanks, so much, Shannon. All right. Yep. Yep.